Are you one of the only on your job? Do you wonder why the same type of people continue getting promotions? Have you dreamed of getting to the top but don't know how? Welcome to Secrets, a podcast devoted to showcasing dilemmas faced by underrepresented employees in their quest to climb the career ladder. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, have experienced the corporate grind for more than 20 years. Now they want to share adventures, pitfalls, and C-suite secrets that they've learned along the way. So let's fill up those cups and get started. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Secrets. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Hey, so Keith, man, I'm over here uh, just kind of thinking. I see you uh, kind of grinning, man. We had, uh, you know, a whole bunch of stuff happening with the election and all of that stuff. I feel like this monkey is off my back for a little bit, but the real stuff is kind of starting now. The shits and shenanigans are starting now. It's getting ready to start. And so we're going to save that analysis for the election for another day because we are going to do an episode on that with some of our insight. But I did want to point out, that we have our first president-elect who's graduated from a state college and our first vice president-elect to graduate from an HBCU. And so that got me thinking a little bit, Ricky, about does it really matter where you went to college in order to get ahead? Well, I mean, that is a, an age-old question, right? And I think there's a lot that we can we can unpack. For <laughs> you sure. know there, right? For sure. But we'll explore in this episode whether or not it makes a difference but first, I got just a little bit of trivia Bring you know, for you. Right? I like trivia. What do legendary figures like Martin Luther King Jr., Oprah Winfrey, Toni Morrison, Langston Hughes, Jesse Jackson, Thurgood Marshall, Stacey Abrams, Keisha Lance Bottoms, what do they all have in common? Besides being black. <laughs> right. Besides being black. What do they have in common? I don't know. What? I think you do know. But actually, they all went to HBCUs, man. Obviously, there's a lot of stigmas to going to the small school or going to an HBCU. But I think it's a big deal. It is a big you know, deal. It's a big deal to sometimes get swept under the rug and whatnot. And we know that education or where you went to school does not always equate to intelligence. No, that is that is for sure. <laughs> right. I know a lot of dumb, educated people. Yeah. And, and I know uh, a lot of people who are uh, highly educated or heavily educated and are, and are unemployed. Oh, for sure. So I don't oh, think that sure. it necessarily equates to the same thing there. No, it doesn't at all. That was some great trivia. And another part of that question, as I'm thinking about it, that we'll address today also was like, do all of those degrees and acronyms behind our names really matter? Black people in particular, we have all these degrees and certifications and all these letters and everything, but does it really move the needle? And that's what we need to talk about. Man, I mean, look, that's a great question. And I hope that we'll be able to educate our listeners today on that because we do have some opinions. Yes, we do. Okay? And we're we not do. shy about expressing them. But again, absolute great question. Yeah, for sure. And so on today's episode, we'll discuss kind of our personal perspectives on the ROI of education and all these credentials and whether or not it matters where you go to school. We'll also discuss some of the potential traps in pursuit of higher education and certifications. And we'll provide, like we normally do, some receipts on the impact of educational attainment. And we'll close out with four secrets today on how you can get the maximum return on investment for your educational pursuits. 
so today is again one of those what hot fire episodes it's hot fire it's gonna be deep today i know this is a question that people ask me all the time yeah. they ask me all the time hey i need to be overqualified just to be qualified yeah. i need to have undeniable credentials to be able to do x y and z right and i agree at the end of the day the system does tell us that right but i want to um be able to maybe set the stage just a bit here. I want to just kind of step back and set a little foundation. Yeah, level set. Yep, for the discussion. So the systemic biases of education and whatnot, I mean, it starts way before we even realize it. Absolutely. I'm thinking biases start, like when you're young, you don't really think about it, but let's just even break it down with whether it be housing mm-hmm. and with the redlining that exists with the housing. And we think about what neighborhoods you grow up in or you, that you live in and the type of education that you That's have, right, that resources. Yep. Yeah, all of those resources, right? You and I both grew up in areas that were a little challenged. Yes, you know, for sure. On many different levels, okay? So we start out with the uh, with the housing. Then we migrate to like the education and what that looks like, right? We know that it's hard to get the best teachers to come to the roughest part of the neighborhood or in places that are gentrified today weren't like that a while ago, right? And as we keep kind of changing the the, the uh, borders and the lines there, that absolutely, you know, impacts. And then we look at if you were one of those people who went to one of those schools or lived in one of those areas, then we talk about like maybe you being prepared for scholastic testing, right? And we talk about which cities get the most money or who gets into certain schools and whatnot. And again, that then impacts like college entry and access to higher education, <laughs> right? So, so again, and then in where I sit, you know, in terms of my seat doing HR, you know, for this many years, the employment readiness with respect to which schools you went to and internships that are offered to you or whether or not you're uh, that position readiness when you come out of school. Yep. yep you know, that first job. Right? That first so, job. Which then manifests itself into a bit of a systemic issue. Right. And an issue that we often hear summarized with, well, if you study hard, you can get ahead in life. But we're talking now about like the education piece, right? So it sounds easy or it's simple, but again, we're talking about shit that happens way before you even think about it, right? So you, like we talk about, you you, you hustling, you know, for something that like just to kind of get get your foot, you know, in the door. So, but Keith, but think about it though. I mean, I think when I thought about how I went to school, like I didn't go to a UC school or to a, a, a Ivy League school. Yep, yep. I mean, I again, had it not been for sports, I don't even know if I would have went to college. You may not have gone. You, you know, I mean, we, we yep. talked about like even my counselor talking to me about, hey, college ain't for everybody. You should think about joining the military, right? And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with, with, with that. With joining but... the military. But when we think about the options or the things that are available to you, it does come back to the red line. And it does oh, come sure. back to That's some right. of those things. So talk to me a little bit, man, even if you can. I know your school uh, choice. I mean, you look. You have. You are a very educated, brother. Yep. As you yeah, know, so we, we you. know a lot That's of people right. who, yep. who are educated. But talk to me a little bit about when you decided to get post bachelor's degree. What was your mindset? Yeah, my my mindset. You know, thinking back to that time when I was an under, undergrad, 
and deciding if I wanted to continue on to get my MBA. For me, after just kind of doing a lot of research, a lot of studying, a lot of everything, I decided that I was either going to go to a top 20 business school mm-hmm. or I wasn't going at all. I was just going to start start working with that first job. And for me, it came down to, at the end, between two schools. I could go to Indiana. I could go to Duke. I wasn't going to lose. They're both top 10 schools, business schools. And so the decision then after that really just came down. I knew I was getting a quality education. It was going to be fine. It really came down to the money then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And so Indiana is what is part of a, a group of schools that's part of this uh, group called the Consortium. Okay. And so the Consortium provides full scholarships for Black and Hispanic people who are pursuing their MBA. Okay. Okay. Right. So Duke isn't part of the consortium, but they do provide some financial assistance. But at the end of the day, IU is offering me a lot of money to come to IU. You made a business decision. That's right. And Duke wasn't (laughs) giving me that much money, even though, hell, all my relatives, a lot of my relatives live in Durham and Raleigh and in the surrounding areas. And I'd have been eating good and everything else. Oh, I could go to Indiana and freeze my butt off. (laughs) But but it was a it was a financial decision, the ROI uh, for that, which is something that we all should be paying attention to. But again, sometimes we don't even know. You don't even you know. know to do that. You don't right? even know. So, but again, you could have made the choice to go to North Carolina or to Duke. Excuse me, to Duke. You know, uh, when you were, uh, you know, they're giving you from North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. But that probably could have set you back a minute, right? That oh yeah, probably it would've. would have been some implications for sure. You know, there for you, right? That's so, right. Got to been piled up with debt. Coming out of school. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't any real big difference. And I knew the starting salaries, what they were going to be. So I could either leave school with a little debt or leave school with a lot of debt. Yeah. You know, which (laughs) is the same amount of money, which which is funny, Keith, because because you and I had this discussion before uh, before I got the scholarship to play football and whatnot. I was trying to get into USC like that. That was my dream school to go to, given that, you know, I grew up in L.A. and whatnot. And uh, when they came to me with the partial, it was like, well, you know, you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay, you know, to be here first. And then if everything works out right, then that was a lot of ifs there, right? Sure. And my parents didn't have the money, right? right. So so we're right. like, again, it's you can either go to this free school, you can get the scholarship, you can go to junior college, you can, you can go to the state school. You know, right. there's all these financial aid opportunities for you. Or you can, I mean, because you're on your own, you know, at this point, right? So again, but we think about that, but I look at some of my uh, friends and I see resumes come in all the time, right? And some of my friends, I would say, have some very relevant certifications and degrees. Others are like professional students, right? Like like they've been in school for (laughs) a long time. For 40 years. A long (laughs) time. Still collecting letters. Exactly. I mean, look, I I was in... High school in the 80s, okay? I was in college in the 90s, early 90s, right? And I still have friends who were in college. Still. (laughs) You know now. I mean, I'm just trying to provide some context. I'm trying to provide some context, man. Like, you know... What what they get? What they doing with that they stuff? Professional man. students, man. You know that's exactly what it is. Professional students, right? But again, we understand and we get it. But again, I see some of my uh, colleagues, and I see people that that I interview all the time, and they have a lot of letters after their name, right? Uh, and and honestly, it's to the point where sometimes I have to ask them, okay, now what is what, what is that? 
I mean, I didn't know we were putting the NBA after your name. This was recently when I found that out, right? I mean, I could always understand CPA, PhD, yep. MD, yeah. <laughs> you know, ESQ, right. you know, some of those mm-hmm. where um, you understand that. But some of the other ones, and I'm not at all saying they're not necessary, but sometimes it becomes a little over. It goes, it's, we're it's going a little, a little overwhelming. Right? No, for sure. Too much. That's right. I mean, and being a leader... I mean, all of us have seen resumes, and I've seen resumes and LinkedIn profiles. You know, these people have like 25 different degrees of certification acronyms behind their name. And you're like, like you said, I don't know what 90% of this shit means. <laughs> so the real question at the end of the day is, is it actually making a difference? Is it moving the needle? Is it getting you where you want to be? And in some respects, Ricky, underrepresented employees for a long time, this is, goes back to the system also, we've been fed a bag of goods in some respects about chasing all of this stuff. We're out here chasing rainbows while the pot of gold is already in somebody else's bank account. <laughs> right, right. Like, well, well, like I told you, my grandfather used to say, man, we're over here hustling backwards, man. Yes, that's right. <laughs> hustling <laughs> backwards, backwards, man. So, right. so, but I'm thinking through like the impact here, right? I mean, we're talking about this stuff making light of it a bit, but it's actually kind of serious, no, it's right? Serious. So we're fighting educational redlining with more educational pursuits can be a bit of like a treadmill effect, right? Yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah. the hustling backwards thing. It. Like you yeah. just, you just, you're running after something that really, and we're talking about whether or not it's moving the needle. This is yet, in my mind, another burden that employees of color have to overcome that can lead to frustration, Burnout and withdrawal. Yeah, you say nothing but <laughs> right? a word. It's so true. It's exactly. so true because you just this is the impact fighting the system with with a pencil, and you don't even know you're fighting the system. And don't even know you you're fighting realize. the system. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And as I think about the moral to the story, as we've been talking about this a little bit, we want to do point out education is absolutely important. Obtaining higher education is absolutely important. But also, we want to point out that it's usually not the most critical differentiator when you're climbing the career ladder. And that's what we're just going to talk a little bit about. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm thinking through like some of the potential traps and pursuing additional education and credentials, right? I mean, there's, and we'll, we'll, you know, discuss this, but we talked about like the frustration with the lack of career and salary movement despite having the credentials. Yeah. Right. I mean, and time and time again, we see Mm -hmm. maybe your peers who might not look like you or might have the the complexion for the connection. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? To be able to get some. And this is not me with my 10 for a kufi. No, no. Okay. Like, I mean, I'm being honest with you when I say we have people who are so educated and you have to check off 10 boxes. But we've talked about this in the past where some of our peers who may not be as educated. That's right. May not, you know. They're still getting ahead, though. And they don't have all the boxes checked and they're getting it, right? So, but again, there's a frustration here because we've already talked about in some of our previous episodes how you, it's generational wealth. Yeah. And if you don't start in the same place, right. you can never catch up. Yeah, it's hard to catch up, buddy. Unless there is a an extraordinary circumstance or situation that happens that's going to level the playing field, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen happen very often. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's so, no doubt. But again, that's that frustration. That's frustration. You know, that set in. Yeah, and another potential trap in just pursuing all of these things is the debt. 
And it's really the unnecessary debt. I mean, I just talked a little bit about my college decision, and that was part of the conversation is trying not to get into debt. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have some receipts for you in just a second. It's just going to blow your mind when it comes to kind of debt and some of the choices around getting all of these credentials and if it's really, really paying off. Yeah. I mean, because, again, college is not free. It's not free. (laughs) You know, education is not free. And I totally get it, you know, at the end of the day. but. To be able to finish school, to finish your education and be in the black men and you don't owe anybody right. is rare. Yeah. Or that you have minimal, right. you know, uh, debt and you can overcome that at, Absolutely. At, at, at a certain point in time. But I have, again, we talk about friends who are doctors and attorneys and look, man, they still pay still some struggling. of that stuff. That's right. They still, I, and look, and it took me a while. A lot to of people, it takes 15, yeah. 20 years. It took me a while to pay, to pay off. off. Yeah. It took me a while to pay that off. So another um, trap that I see is not understanding how credentials are valued by your current or your future employer, right? So you're getting these degrees. They're telling you, hey, Ricky, um, and I'm thinking about HR, right? They're saying, hey, you need the SPHR or you need the GPHR. And I don't you even know the, what he's saying right now, but go but ahead. I'm giving, you, I'm giving you acronyms. That's right. Yeah, I'm right. giving you acronyms, right? <laughs> know you know, but, but you know, it's like even when, when you're talking about project management, you're talking about finance, you're talking about all of these things and it sounds good from the initial onset, but you don't even know your peers or your would-be or potential peers at an organization, what they have, right? So you coming in with a ton of degrees can probably be a little threatening. Yeah, it could can, can definitely be threatening. It <laughs> could definitely I mean? be threatening. Or it or, won't even matter. Or it doesn't matter, <laughs> which was more likely the case. Exactly, because they could just be looking at the work experience. Say so you have all of this book knowledge, but can you apply it? Can, can, exactly. can you it? Exactly. Again, show me the receipts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what you've been doing. And another trap, you know, building off of that is valuing those credentials over other factors like your actual performance and developing relationships with people. You know, sometimes this could be an ego trap. Yeah. You feel like you got all these degrees, you have all of these certifications, all of these letters behind your name, but they're not doing anything for you. It's just really about your ego and just kind of satisfying your desire to put yourself out there in a way that says I'm smart. Yeah. I mean, but we see it all the time, right? This is what we value. Right. This is this is what society has told us is important. And this is one of those extra hoops that I would even say society has told us to some degree, right? Where it's like, well, we can't really consider you unless. Right. And then when you look at... The majority of job descriptions, they'll tell you it might be required for you to have an undergraduate degree. And this is what we're talking about, the important piece right here, right? And it'll say preferred, preferred. or recommended, like it's a nice to have if you have the MBA, if you have post-bachelor's degree. And there are certain professions where you have to have it. Absolutely. You absolutely have to have it. Totally get it. But again, what we're trying to articulate for you to our listeners is you can get in the game without having all of these things. You can absolutely get in the game and start developing your business acumen, your work ethic, you know, all of the getting your knowledge together there. But again, you know what, Keith? That's right. We just talking, right? So this is, and we getting emotional again, right? Okay. <laughs> so rather than us continue to get emotional and just tell people what we think, I mean, 
Why don't we just 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 hit them with the receipts like we normally receipts. do? Hit them with the receipts. No, we're not making this shit up. <laughs> we're not making this up. <laughs> and Ricky, you know, as we were preparing for this podcast, these receipts today, for some reason, I think people will see they're pretty deep. And actually, to that point, remember when we were talking about this other night, and I was like, man, I don't think I can record tonight because uh, this is kind of like kind of hitting me a little bit. This is kind of hitting me a little bit, man. I was like, I had to go back and make sure that I had to check Keith's work. That's right. (laughs) This can't be right. This can't be right. (laughs) So where we're going to take you, we're going to provide you some receipts that prove that just going to college isn't enough. Right. First. And we'll also share some stats with you on whether or not it matters where you go to college. That'll kind of answer those two questions that I teed up at the very beginning of the podcast. So just to kick this off, our first receipt is just shows a disparity on gender and a race spectrum. So men with bachelor's degrees earn nine hundred thousand dollars more in a lifetime while women with degrees earn six hundred and thirty thousand dollars in a lifetime more than a person without a bachelor's degree right so and this is from data from the social security administration so already you're, you got a gender gap and we've talked about this several times coming in the door but it makes a difference to have a bachelor's degree but still there's this huge difference between men and women at the end of the day even if you have a bachelor's degree of what you earn over your lifetime and then if we dive in by race A recent Georgetown University study found that the uh, median wage of a good job for workers with a bachelor's degree, for whites, it was $75,000, the median income for a good job, compared to $65,000 for blacks and Latinos. Gap. And you just multiply that year after year after year. This is the generational wealth thing that we keep talking about, right? Start in the hole. Start in the hole. White workers are also paid more than black and Latinx workers in good jobs at every level of education received. So high school the degree, associate's degree, yep. bachelor's, master's, every, every level white people are paid more. And finally, the study also found that white workers held 77% of the good jobs, despite only being 69% of the available job holders. So they're over-indexing yeah. in the good jobs. Yeah, and, and remember, like, and, and our listeners will hear this now because we've heard our parents and relatives talk about the good job. Boy, that's a good job. You better not, you know, leave that job. Right. Or the other. So, again, we're almost scared to advocate for ourselves, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, Get that good job, and you just need to stay there. Just need you to know, stay you there. You just need to stay there. And we talked about this again in other episodes and whatnot. But what I see from this, Keith, though, is we're starting out in the like number one. There we're is a the hole. We're talking about the system. The again, system. We're talking about the system. So when I was kicking us off earlier today, I wasn't even talking about men and women. Right. I mean, like I wasn't talking about a difference. Right. I'm talking about the system in general that's in place that keeps. People of color down. Down. Right? That's we're, right. We're talking about that. But then you figure there's another. There's another layer on top of that with gender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so again, powerful information. But we're talking about that good job, right? So receipt number two for me is I'm looking at last year, the U.S. Department of Education put out a study on the economic and educational progress of African-Americans 
one year after getting a bachelor's degree. One year after, right? You know, now you you excited. Sure. I'm about to you be ready. done. Get I'm about your to first get, paycheck. I'm about to get this. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So African-Americans made up 10.1% of all bachelor's degrees or bachelor's degree recipients and took an average of 64 months to earn their bachelor's degree versus an average of 52 months for white students. Okay, so we're going to school a year longer. Soak that in. So, so, so we exactly, absolutely, absolutely dead, right? And all of us can't run track, don't have a mean jump shot, can't catch passes, aren't on the golf team, like all of those types of things, right? So we're talking a a year, you know, extra. Eighty five point nine percent of African American college graduates had taken out loans to finance their college education. 85.9% versus only 66.8% of white college graduates. So that's like a 20% gap almost. We're talking about in the hole. <clears throat> in the hole. You're talking about in the hole. Starting out, we're talking about shit that exists yes. that you don't even know about. Right. Like that you're not even calculating into your own math as you're trying to figure out what am I going to do next, right? The average student, de- so yeah, I know you thought I was done, right? But I still no, got no, some no. more. I know okay? you got I, some I, more. I still, yes. still got some more, right? I told you I was, I was amped the other night. Yes, I had to go were. sleep on this. The average student debt loan for African American college graduates was thirty six thousand nine hundred dollars versus thirty thousand five hundred for white students. Okay. Now, now I'm a finance major. So that doesn't seem like a lot. That little bit of six thousand dollars doesn't seem like a lot. But you tack on that interest there you go. That, and compound it over the 20 years that it takes a lot of people to pay off that loan. That's $100,000. But Keith, you know, like you remember that, that rap song when they'd be like, but, but, but wait, it gets worse. Okay. Wait, gets okay. Worse. <laughs> I got some more for you, right? <laughs> so about 74% of all African-Americans who graduated from college were employed one year later compared to 83% of whites, some of can't get jobs. Can't get okay. jobs still. You educated. And we got that debt, you know, going on right there, right? The median income of African-American college graduates one year after earning their bachelor's degree was $36,000 versus $40,000 for whites. So we're talking about that debt again, right, that you have that's getting more. Paid less. And you're getting paid less, more right? More debt. Exactly. On a positive note, if there could be, well, first the first positive note is I have ice in this cup. That's okay? right. Because I because I need that. <laughs> need I, that. I, yeah, I need that right now. It's right? either that or Xanax. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I need that in my system right now. But on a positive note, this income gap for recent college graduates is far narrower than the overall black-white income gap and shows the value of higher education in reducing income equality. Yeah. So, I mean... It, it's sort of good news. <laughs> exactly. It says, yeah, like, there is a little value in getting higher education, but at the same time, you still behind. The system. We're the talking system. about like, so again, this, like the gap is not as high. I mean, I think we can attribute our overall tenacity, our overall glee for trying to get ahead and whatnot, but the system is still yeah, stacked against that's right. You. It still is. That redlining is real. And then, you know, the age old question when people are deciding where to go to college is, does it really matter where I go? So here's a receipt for you, Ricky. So a recent uh, NBC News article, the author reported that graduates of Yale 
have an average starting salary of $63,300, twice as much as the $32,000 average salary from graduates of Mississippi Valley State University, as an example, Mm -hmm. Ivy League versus HBCU. And more than 50% of women and more than 80% of men on the Forbes most powerful list attended an elite school. Hmm. Not Mississippi Valley State. Not Mississippi Valley State. <laughs> exactly. Right? This is Ivy this. League uh-huh. at the end of the day. And you know Davos, that big economic conference that happens every year mm-hmm. uh, where the, the elite of the elite go to. 90% of those people who attend Davos went to an elite school along with 40% of the CEOs went to an elite school who attend that event every year. Mm-hmm. And the billionaires that are listed on Forbes, more than 40% went to elite schools. So, so Davos, now this is the this is, this is is the conference that's in Switzerland. This is the one right? in Switzerland every year. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Where the mo- world's most influential people go. So 90% of them went to an elite school. So, again, this is not like uh, – this is almost like the sure bet type of thing, right? So this is why we have people fighting to really be able to get to those Ivy League schools and some of those other right. scenarios, right? So if you get to an Ivy League school, that that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Okay, going to college is a blessing. Going right? to but college is a blessing. But if you're able to get to one of those Ivy League schools, you're really setting yourself up in terms of having a foundation that, based on the odds, yeah. gives you a stronger possibility or a chance yeah. of Making it. And it was the same reasoning that went in for me to say, I'm just going to a top 20 business school because I knew there were intangibles that I didn't even know about that that would make the difference. So versus like when I was coming up, like, I mean, college, you know, I was like, man, hey, I'm going to college. I was happy to go. And you see as a culture, as black and brown people and even other uh, nationalities, we celebrate when our kids are just graduating from high school. Sure. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, and we're excited about it. And we should. We're excited about it. But based off of what I'm hearing today, I mean, we really need to be influencing things from a much earlier age and really talking about trying to influence the school system, trying to influence the education system, trying to influence some of those redlining. Again, and I'm not going back into like the voting episode, but this is when we talk about what what um this shit matters. Yes. This is right. when right. Congresswoman Barbara Lee was talking about the importance of yes, this stuff. And she's talking about even when she was born in this, that this, hospital, right? Yeah. These are how the dollars are allocated. Yeah. So so Keith, let me let me let me transition into our last receipt. Receipt number four. In a recent study by the Center for American Progress, it showed there are serious inequities even among students who do graduate from college. The analysis finds that compared to white students, black and Hispanic graduates are far more likely to have attended for-profit colleges and less likely to have attended four-year public or nonprofit institutions. And there is mounting evidence that attending a for-profit school can be worse than not attending college at all. <laughs> this is crazy. Like, man, I'm not making this so, up. So this first, is why we, we going to going to for-profit colleges, not getting a quality education, going into debt, because those for-profit colleges put you further in debt yeah. usually than a public institution does mm-hmm. and and we're, we're chasing the college thing man we right. it's so it's that important to us right and it should be yes but behind the scenes 
is doing some damage because we saw we saw some things, right? And lastly, black and Hispanic graduates also generally have attended institutions that have less money to spend on offering a quality education. So we're talking about going back to the red line and like that we was talking about before, like you thought you escaped it because you were able to get into college, right? But now we're talking about does it matter where? Doesn't matter. That's right. That college is right on the edge of that accreditation. Every year they fighting to get accredited, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And there are significantly underrepresented in important fields such as engineering and education, mathematics, statistics, and physical sciences. So the STEM. I'm telling now, if these aren't receipts for your ass, I don't know what it is. Yes. And this right here is a very tangible example of why we do what we do. Yes. That's right. <laughs> We're just trying to bring it to you. <laughs> like, That's I, right. I can't. It's true serum. I cannot make this any more clear. Like, this is why. This glass that I'm drinking is full. Yeah. This is why it took us a little longer to put this one together because this is emotional for me, right? And and we're fighting with kids just to try to get them to get out of high school. We're fighting with kids just to try to get them to learn a trade or to go to college. And the majority like that are in power, because not the majority that are in the numbers, right. the majority in power, they don't care whether we go or not unless we making some money for them, you know, playing sports or something else. They don't really care. Right. But this is why we have to continue. We got to continue to push the envelope. That's right. You know, and and fight to change the system. Right. Right. Fight to change the system. So this takes us into our secrets. We've given you some receipts here. That was pretty heavy. We have four secrets that we're going to share with you today about how to avoid the traps and getting the maximum out of your education and those credentials when you decide to, to pursue them. So just to summarize the four secrets that we'll, we'll dive into, the first one will be what I call the KISS principle, and I'll explain that later. The second secret will be all around ROI and why it matters. Our third secret will be the fact that experience and results trumps everything else at the end of the day. And finally, our last secret about will be about how you need to over-index on networking, mentoring, and sponsorship. So our first secret is called the KISS principle. Keep it simple, stupid. So no one needs to see all those damn letters behind your name, right? <laughs> so, And I think, in fact, it could actually work negatively for you and be a turnoff for many people, especially for people of color. You may appear uppity or bougie yeah. and it just may turn people off. And this, again, this is my corporate perspective that may work in academia or government, which I'm not as familiar with, but I can tell you in a corporate setting, it's probably doing more harm than it is good. So keep it simple. Yeah. I mean, look, man, I mean, we both have friends who have a lot of uh, acronyms and whatnot behind their name and um I get it. Like you're, you're proud. proud. Yeah, you're proud because you're proud. You, you did it, right? But again, we go back to, is it moving the needle? Is it moving the needle? That's right. So unless you're a PhD, a lawyer, or this is a license that you're required to have for that job, leave it off. Yeah, exactly. You got to weigh that, right? I think that the second secret, as you start um, referring to ROI, ROI, ROI. And for, and for some of our listeners that may not be familiar with that acronym, it's the return on investment, yeah. right? Like, is what I'm paying for 
worth like was it worthwhile what i'm trying to acquire is it worth the 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 money that it cost me to get it you know what i mean so before investing in extra degrees and certifications determine the roi like for you right why are you doing this like can you justify and quantify why you're doing it what will you get out of it period right like again the worth will anyone care that you got it, right? Or does even getting it, does it pigeonhole you in terms of what you're able to do moving forward, right? If it doesn't have an immediate visible impact, again, I think uh, you should question the value of it, right? Yeah, for sure. However, certifications may give you more bang for your buck. Like I absolutely get it. I know it's like a a bit of a should I do it or should I not do it? And I'm not going to tell you, you know, that I'm, I'm telling you to, to, you know, to determine the ROI. They are focused and generally companies will pay and give you immediate opportunities for completing certification programs. So while you're in the company, yes. while you're already there, you may be able to get compensated for achieving that. They may even be able to help you pay for the certification that you're getting. Absolutely. They <laughs> totally know? will. And you see that a lot, especially in the uh, coding and engineering and some of those fields in particular, just having those certifications because it's it's something that you could apply immediately mm-hmm. to help impact the company and move the bottom line. And companies will care about that. ROI. And you're more likely to get a better opportunity, get a low increase in pay, get that certification paid for. No debt. So so from the finance guy, you know, we're saying do your homework. Do your homework. Do your homework. Make sure that what you're spending is worth the investment. For sure. And our third secret is more than anything, like we said, higher education and having these credentials are important, but experience and results trumps all of that stuff at the end of the day. Your college degree is a door opener, and it probably has about two or three years of shelf life at the end of the day, because the experience that you're gaining through your career is going to be what really differentiates you at the end of the day. It does serve as a dividing line also. Having a degree serves as a dividing line for folks desiring to get into managerial and executive positions. Most managers, most executives have degrees, right? So if you have that desire, you probably need one. But employers also value your experience and and results more than anything at the end of the day. Ricky and I see so many resumes that are kind of task and activity oriented, and we really want to push people to be more results focused at the end of the day. How do you talk about yourself in a way that shows your results, shows your experience as opposed to just activity? And shows that you can be strategic and think about how to create the strategy. Okay. How to put all of those business pieces and components together and then utilize your team of direct or indirect reports to execute against the strategy. And there again is the tactical piece Versus the strategic piece. For sure. Right? That's right. And, and, we, and, we, and we talk about this. But again, I think those are pieces that we see tend to, no pun intended, but trump yes, you know, uh, yes. everything, right? As we're talking through no, for sure. like what's what's important, right? And you, you and it's funny that you talk about like the, the shelf life. I look at like my mentors and people who sponsor me. We didn't go to the same school. Right. <laughs> you know, right. but they call me because they know we can deliver. Right. You know, That's on exactly certain right. things. That's right? right. Like That's right. they know that I check the box that I have the degrees. Right. 
Okay, but mm-hmm. more importantly, it's a history of delivering. Of delivering. Okay, with companies that are at scale, large size organizations, or even if it's a smaller startup or whatnot, hey, I know how to get in there and get my uh, roll up my sleeves and get it done. So again, I just wanted to make sure that we pointed that piece out because it's extremely important based off of the secret that you uh, presented for folks. Absolutely. The last secret uh, for me, Keith, is I really, really think it's important that we that we point out the need to over-index on networking, mentoring, sponsorship. Yes. Right? Yep. I mean, the education and all those things are important, but if you don't know anybody and they don't know what you do or that you've done these things, it's kind of like you're... We talked about this, having your head down and waiting on somebody to come tap you on the yeah, shoulder. Not going to work. It's rare that it happens, especially today, right? So you don't have to have the complexion for the instant connection, right? You have to work hard at this, right? You you have to really make it. You have to work hard at it be, and make it be organic. Yep. You know, right? If you're doing it all the time, you build that muscle. But the ROI will likely be higher than going into further debt on education or certification programs or falling further behind your white colleagues because your time is focused on gathering letters versus gathering coins That's right. and experience. Exactly. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. So, so again, but you, we see it where you've been so busy. It, and again, whatever your situation is, is what it is, that you've been so busy chasing whatever that certificate tells you or that book you know, trying the world to, has passed you by. And, and this person's been out there on the golf course. They've been out there having drinks. They've been out there doing different things, having lunch meetings, having a regular cadence of meetings to talk about. The last time we talked, uh, you know, Mr. Mentor or Mrs. Mentor, right, or sponsor, I said I was going to do X. This is what I've done since the last time we've spoken. This is what I'm working on now. And again, this is my aspiration. Yes. They have a regular cadence. They have so by a regular the time, cadence. That's by right. the time they go into another room and they talk about this, you know, with uh, with their peers, yeah. like the narrative is already built. And they while, name pop up at the top of the list every time. Yeah. While we're waiting until we get it to then start the conversation. Yes. And that could take, mm-hmm. again, as we've seen with our with our receipts, you know, earlier it puts us further and further behind because we're trying to do That's it. That's right. And you bring that paper in the room and look at the certification I got so I can do that job. And then they say, now, what, what's that certification again? Right. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> so what we're trying to point out in this whole thing, what we've been trying to point out is that there's definitely a systemic issue that has to be resolved at the end of the day. And underrepresented employees in particular have to have their eyes wide open that you're going to be fighting the system. There's going to be no doubt about it at all, but then you also just need to be strategic and we keep pointing it out and everything you do is about being strategic. And so we'll just kind of wrap with that. And I want to wrap by giving appreciation again to you, Ricky, for being on this journey with me on the podcast. And we really appreciate all of our listeners, the feedback that we're getting from folks, the comments, all of those things are really keeping us going and keeping us uh, keeping us hype. And so I'll just say thank you and go to our website if you want more resources on this topic that we're talking about today or those that we've covered in the past. And we look forward to, again, um, bringing more to you. Yeah, no, and Keith, I think, again, my appreciation goes out to you. It goes out to our, our listeners as well. I mean, we're seeing, I can't even tell you all how 
many LinkedIn followers we're getting. I mean, we just opened that page up a couple of months ago, and we're averaging like 50 people a week who are joining, right? We, we're getting over a thousand downloads of like each episode. I mean, so at the end of the day, I think this is just a, a great journey. But again, as Keith was speaking uh, to earlier, like us on uh, Apple Podcasts and write a review. I mean, like we, we, we are loving reading those. Other people are reading them too. Follow us on LinkedIn. But here's the other one. I mean, the holidays are getting ready to come up, man. Hey, consider buying some merchandise or trying out some of our coaching services. I mean, we're helping some people right now, and the proof is in the pudding. These folks are out there. They're out there getting their paper. They're advocating for themselves, and that's, again, why we do what we do. We don't—it's not about us getting money. It's about y'all getting money. (laughs) You know, and I think that's important. The last thing that I'll say is— Become a patron, you know, on Patreon. We love the service, but we have something special in store, right? We're in the process of launching some special features and some exclusive content on Patreon very, very soon. So we're excited about that, and we want you to be a part of it, right? So we want you to be a part of that. We want you to just to keep reading up on on uh, some of the blogs that we have and also uh, tuning in to our uh, our newsletter. You know, we hope you like it, you know, uh, but we got some good stuff uh, on there. So, hey, look, Keith, at the end of the day, man, we could talk forever because I'm excited about this journey, how fast we've been going. But at the end of the day, I think we need to take care of some of the basics. Yeah, we're going to take care of some of the basics. You know, Ricky, we may not be the smartest guys in the room, but we do have a PhD in cocktails. We do, and my ice is low. The ice is low, and that PhD, if y'all don't know what it means this for us it stands pour him double (laughs) that's our phd all right but anyway thanks for joining us today we look forward to you uh tuning in next time and ricky take care my friend you do the same y'all get your gear get your gear take care everybody thank you all for listening today Hopefully you gained a secret or two that can be applied as your journey continues. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends, and donate via Patreon. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.